today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You know how it is? When you make a good decision, you think, man, why didn't I do this sooner? That's a good decision. That's kind of a litmus test by which you know whether or not it was a good decision. You know, in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know what that means, right? That it's possible to please God. And I don't think there's a one of us here tonight that doesn't want to please God. You know what pleases God? Faith. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. Faith is a choice. You can choose to live in fear and doubt, never stepping out from your comfort zone. Or, as Pastor J.D. will challenge us in today's message, you can look at God's track record and the amazing testimonies throughout Scripture and step out into His call. It may look impossible, but if He calls you, He'll make it happen. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Don't wait. You know how we are? It's kind of like, well, I'm going to just kind of wait until things are maybe a little bit better. I'm going to wait for better conditions. I'm going to see where the, the tree falls, what direction the wind goes, and I'm just going to see how, play it by ear. I'm going to play it by ear. We like that one. Just kind of, you know, wait for better conditions. No, don't wait for better conditions. You have no control over rich direction the tree falls, and you have no control in which direction the wind blows. So if you're waiting for, man, the, the wind, I'm waiting for the wind to be perfect. I'm waiting for that tree. I just got to see which way it goes here. You know that saying we have, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but let the chips fall where they may. I hope that's not a gambling metaphor, is it? Can we just sanctify it? (laughs) Let the chips fall where they may. You have no control over how the chips are going to fall, where the tree is going to fall, where the wind is going to blow. Oh, you're waiting until the conditions are right, and then you're going to act? You're going to be waiting a long time. And that even presupposes that you're actually going to even do something, because you're just waiting around. Just it's not quite right yet. Indulge me for just a moment. I, I sought the Lord about this too, and I think it's apropos. When I was younger, I had friends. I know it's hard to believe I actually had friends, past tense. But um, these friends were all, you know, we were young in the Lord. I love that time. Fond memories of being young in the Lord. You know how zealous you are, how on fire for the Lord you are. Oh my goodness, all you can talk about is Jesus. You have no theology, you have no doctrinal grounding. All you could say was, Jesus is real. (laughs) Jesus is really real. Jesus is really, really real. That's all you knew. And then people got saved. Wow. Childlike, you know, just the innocence, the 
the simplicity of those times. You know how it is when you get older, life gets complicated. You kind of look back on those days when you were younger and life was simpler. Well, it was at that time, I want to say we were probably in our 20s, maybe early 20s, and there was this discussion of, yeah, I'm going to get established first and, you know, kind of get my career going and, you know, be just more financially stable, and then I'm going to serve the Lord. Really? I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, No, you're not. No, you're not. Because here's what, what happens. We try to get our ducks in a row. I hope that's not another, I got to be careful with the metaphors, but isn't that kind of a, uh, an analogy or a, you know, saying where you just kind of get everything in order? You get your life in order, you get all your ducks in a row. Listen, have you ever had all your ducks in a row? Can you remember a time in your life when you just looked, wow, all my ducks are in a row. I, I haven't. If you have, can I talk to you afterwards? I'd like to know how, how you did that, first of all, and how that, how that worked out for you, because I've never had that happen all my life. Oh, I've come close. They're almost in a row, and then it's almost like God says, oh, it looks like you almost have your ducks in a row. Yeah. God's like, cool. Not anymore. God, what are you doing? I had my ducks in a row. I know it's a silly way to illustrate it, but I think you get the point. What Solomon is saying here is, those who would say, I'll serve the Lord when I get all my ducks in a row, the reality is you'll never sow. That's what he says. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, you're waiting for perfect conditions. You're waiting for better conditions. You're never going to do it, if that's what you're waiting for. How about instead of watching the window, make sure and wait for it to be favorable, why don't you let the wind just fill your sails and go for it? Same thing with the clouds. Oh my goodness, looks like it's going to storm. Better hunker down. No, no, no. Let's go swimming. (laughs) Better wait. And we miss the opportunity. Verse 5, as you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Now think this through with me. You don't know which way the wind is going to blow. You don't know which way the tree is going to fall. You don't know (laughs) how the bones are going to grow in that baby. Only God does. So don't wait for things to be going your way. Or when you're more established, then we'll have children. We're going to wait. 
We're not going to have children right, right away. We're going to wait till we're more, nothing wrong with that. There's always wisdom in planning. But if you put it off and wait for conditions to be better, it's probably never going to happen. That's what Solomon is saying here. And again, it's going to come out more as we get closer to the end of the chapter. But there's, there's almost a regret of, if only I had. And you fill in the blank. If only I had not waited so long. If only I had. And this is regret. You know, I don't want to get too... How do I say this without... I don't want to be misunderstood. Hear, hear my heart on this. But you know, there are going to be a lot of people, would-be parents, that when they get to the end of their life are going to regret that they didn't either A, have children, or B, have more children. You know, in the Middle Eastern culture, you are assessed, your wealth is based not upon your occupation. You know, in America, it's, hey, what do you do for a living? Translated, how much money do you make? But we don't ask it like that, of course. That would be rude. What do you do for a living? You're a doctor? Oh. You're a pastor? Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't resist on that one, but it's true. And so you, you, you basically equate one's worth with their net worth. They're synonymous. Your value, your worth is predicated upon what you do for a living, not in the Middle East. You know what your worth and your value are predicated upon? How many children you have? How many arrows in your quiver? You got a full quiver? Whew, you're a blessed man. You're a wealthy man. Why? Because them kids grow up. Now I know in the Western culture it's not this way, sadly by the way. But in the Middle East those kids grow up, you know what they do? They honor their mother and father. It's not a spiritual dynamic, it's a cultural dynamic. You know that word honor, the fifth commandment by the way, it's a financial term. It's where we get our English word for honorarium. You take care of your parents in their older years financially. That's why you don't find nursing homes in the Middle East. Here's what you do find. You find room additions where the kids build additions onto their home and they take care of their parents and they honor their parents. That's wealth. That's wealth. That's a blessed man who has many children. So in his older years, I remember growing up, my, my mom and my dad actually, well, my, mom, my mom more so, they were hard workers. My mom owned restaurants. They worked seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day. I, in some ways, think that I carried that out of my childhood into my adulthood. And even in the ministry, I, I worked seven days a week, just like my mom and dad. That, that's what was modeled for me. You work hard just a hard work ethic. And my mom would work seven days a week in that restaurant. 
And my dad was a school teacher. He had businesses during the summer on the side. He was always working, always working. And I remember when my mom would come in to my room and say to me in her thick accent, Wahido, <laughs> she always started off like that. Um, you're going to take care of us when we are old. I said, okay, yeah, mom, yeah, mom, I know, mom, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What she was saying is that as her son, I have a sister, as her children, when they get older, we're going to take care of them. That was money in the bank, if I can say it like that, for lack of a better way of saying it. And that's what Solomon's talking about here. So <laughs> you're going to put off having children? Big mistake. Big mistake. Don't wait. Don't wait. Verse 6, In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. This speaks to what's known as the paralysis of analysis. Stay with me. You know what I'm talking about? That's where you overanalyze everything. You overthink it. Okay, so I don't know, if should I, should I sow my seed in the morning? Or, or maybe I should wait till the evening. But if I, if I do in the morning, then, then what about this? And then if I do in the evening, what about this? And then you, you analyze the thing to death. And you don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, because you basically imagined and fabricated and manufactured every possible scenario. Again, nothing wrong with planning. Nothing wrong with that. That's, there's wisdom in that. But it can be taken to a very unhealthy extreme to the degree in which you look at the thing and you go, man, I am so afraid of making the wrong decision. I'm going to play it safe and make no decision at all. I was thinking about this today. I wrote it down so I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> you hesitate, you wait, and before you know it, it's too late. The window's closed. The window of opportunity is closed. Hesitate, wait, equal too late. All because you wanted to play it safe. There are some people, and granted some people are wired this way, that are just unwilling to take risks. And trust God. And step out in faith. I mean, after all, that's faith, right? It's the antithesis of sight. But see, we want to see it. We're going to play it safe. We want to be cautious. Don't rush into anything. You've been thinking about this for five years. What's the matter with you? Are you going to, I mean, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been analyzing this and thinking about this, praying about, oh, we always couch it in spiritual terms. I've been praying about it. Oh, really? What, what did God say? No, I prayed about it. Well, wait a minute. What? what? It kind of reminds me of when Moses was praying, God basically, this jams a lot of people's gears, by the way. Crashes their hard drives too, if you're younger and want that metaphor, but so Moses is praying, and God basically says to him, Hey, Mo, <laughs> stop praying and start moving. 
You know, we, we, we hide under the, I'm praying about it. And what we're really saying is, I'm too afraid to act on it. So that's my excuse. Oh, I'm, just, I'm still praying about it. Really? Hmm. Well, there's coming a time when it's going to be too late. You won't have to pray about it anymore. The opportunity has come and gone, and you missed it. And God found somebody else, so you can move on to something else. Because God found somebody else. I don't want to come off like I'm this great man of faith, you know. Take big risk taker for God. But I'll tell you, when I made the phone call on this building, and the realtor on the other end of the phone said, oh, interesting that you would call me today because we finally settled all of the legal problems in court. It was leasehold. They had to satisfy the lease. There were many bankruptcy claims that had to be settled in court. There were liens had to be settled in court. It was, it was really gnarly. There's that word again. It was really gnarly. And they finally, and it took them years. And this building was vacant for over 10 years in a horrid state of disrepair. And he said, interesting, you should call me today because we're just getting ready to list it. And I'm telling you, and the Lord knows my heart when I say this, and this is, again, I don't want to come off like I'm this great man of faith, because after I said it, I, I, I kind of went into the fetal position. <laughs> kind of like, oh my God, what did I just do? But the Holy Spirit came upon me in the epi, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said to him, you don't need to list it because you're talking to the buyer on the other end of the phone, we'll buy it. Sold. By the way, how much was the price on it? <laughs> no, for real. For real. He said, five million. I said, can you do that any lower? He said, four million. <laughs> and as they say, the rest is history. Now, why do I share that? Because if I would have hesitated and waited, it would have been too late. And I would have missed the opportunity. And somebody else would have seized that opportunity. And I got to tell you, I can't even, I can't even think about it because it really messes me up. Because if somebody else got this, well, first of all, <laughs> They would be up here, and not me. And I'm looking at all of you. Some of you I know and have known for a long time. Some of you are new to the church. We love you. We welcome you. We are so glad that you're here. But I can't imagine someone else having the profound privilege that is mine to be able to have gotten to know you and be up here and teaching the Word of God in this beautiful building. No regrets. You know, I, I often say that you know you've made a really good decision when your only regret is that you didn't do it sooner. That's a good decision. You know how it is? When you make a good decision, you think, man, I 
why didn't I do this sooner? That's a good decision. That's kind of the litmus test by which you know whether or not it was a good decision. You know, in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says that without faith it is impossible to please God. You know what that means, right? That it's possible to please God. And I don't think there's a one of us here tonight that doesn't want to please God. You know what pleases God? Faith. It's the kind of faith, and, and you know, it's really tragic that the word faith movement and false teaching has marred this truth in God's Word. And regrettably, I'll use that word, Christianity has thrown the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. So because we don't want to be lumped in or categorized with or known as the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group, just if you have enough faith, just name it and claim it. And then we go to the other extreme. And we don't trust God for anything. Oh yeah, no. And, and I, again, please, I'm not this giant man of faith. There were so many times where I just thought to my, and it was really the enemy. And it went something like this. Who do you think you are? You're going to buy that building, even during the renovation of the building. That's a whole nother, it's a miracle. That's not hyperbole. It's an absolute miracle. Those of you that were here, you know that. But even during that, I just thought, man, I, maybe I didn't hear God. Maybe this was me. It's kind of like when God had called me to leave the mainland and come to Hawaii. Of course He did. Here am I, Lord. Send me. The burden of the Lord. Somebody's got to do it. You really have to know that God is calling you to come to the islands. Because here's what I didn't know at the time, couldn't know at the time, that all of these guys on the mainland would come here, start a work, only to realize just how difficult it is, and oh my, how expensive it is. And then within about two years, they end up leaving, and they leave a bad taste in people's mouth. Thanks for joining us today for In Spirit and Truth. Pastor J.D. has been teaching through the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, a book written by King Solomon. Solomon is known as one of the wisest kings to ever live, but that doesn't mean he always made the wisest choices. In Ecclesiastes, we read the words of Solomon with both hope and warning. We hope because the Lord is faithful in every season, and we read with warning, for tomorrow is not promised. Or as Solomon writes, life is vapor, here today and gone tomorrow. How will you choose to live your life this year? with hope in the Lord or with sorrow in the world. Learn from Solomon and put your hope in the lasting things, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We hope today's teaching has inspired and encouraged you to continue learning from God's Word. You can connect with us by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Just click on Contact under the About tab. You'll also find us on Facebook and Twitter, and you're welcome to interact with us there. Pastor J.D.'s teachings are also available on YouTube. Links to all of these are available at our website. If you don't currently have a home church, we want to encourage you to find and begin attending a church in your area. If you're near Kaneohe, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Just check out InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com for more. We hope you'll join us next time for another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Give me truth to